For over 30 years, the legendary Jerry Howarth was, of course, the play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays. Along with his longtime partner, Tom Cheek, he called both of the Jays World Series championships. And in 2017, Jerry left the broadcast booth after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Jerry is back with a brand new book, appropriately enough, entitled Hello, Friends. And the legend, the icon himself, Jerry Howarth, joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Jerry, good afternoon, and thanks for being here. Jeff, thanks a lot. Nice to be here, too. And uh, congratulations on the book. Uh, Hello, friends. Of course, that was your signature greeting whenever you welcomed everybody to Blue Jays baseball for so many years. A natural title for the book. But just where did Hello, friends how did that get started? Where did that come from? Well, sadly, it came because of my partner's uh, malignant brain tumor. Tom Cheek in 04 had to stop in the middle of that season with that tumor. And so they asked me to take his seat. And before the first broadcast were, now I'm the lead announcer, I said to myself, I don't want to just come on like everybody else. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Because this was my country. This was my province. I had lived here all these years. These were my friends who said, Jerry, you're part of our family. So that first game, I said, hello, friends. This is Jerry Howarth. It felt so comfortable. It was me, and I did that for the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your home run call, by the way. There she goes. Uh, How did that evolve? Where did that come from? Well, I always told broadcasters, too, uh, when they get into the profession, don't worry about signature calls. Don't manufacture anything. Do what's spontaneous. So when I was in AAA for five years in Tacoma and Salt Lake, I didn't have any real home run call, nor did I want one. But in about 83 in Toronto at Exhibition Stadium, one day in the third inning, I did the third and fourth, and in the third inning, I called a home run at the, uh, the old X, and I said, there it goes. I said to myself, okay, that's something you might consider for the future. And the very next inning, a Blue Jay hit a three-run home run for the lead, and I said, there she goes. And I said, Jerry, that's comfortable for you. Let's use that. And I did the rest of my career. Yeah. Now, you came to Toronto in 1982, yes. is that right? Yeah. So... The Jays were around for, what, about four or five seasons at that point. Well, what happened, they came in 77, and Tom Cheek and Early Wynn were there the first five years. And in a way, Jeff, I was fortunate because the first three years, they dropped 100-plus games. Those were long games for Tom and Early. They began to vie a little bit more competitively in uh, 80 and 81. And fortunately for me, when I came to replace Early, Bobby Cox came to manage the Blue Jays. He's in the Hall of Fame now, and for a good reason. And I came at just the right time. What were you expecting when you came to Toronto? Because I think there's a lot of people that thought baseball in Canada. I mean, there was the Expos at the time, but uh, what are the fans going to be like? Uh, Are they really going to know the game? I didn't know what to expect. I I can vividly remember landing in Toronto the night that I came here, looking at the bright lights, never having been here before, saying, Jerry, take a deep breath. Enjoy what you're doing. Let's just let it come to me and see what happens. And I did not know what to expect. I went to old exhibition stadium with Tom, started to call the games. I saw that the fans were excited about the team, but they weren't over dramatic about it. Uh, The crowd would come to life on the right occasions. And in the ninth inning, two down, they would start to cheer. But overall, it was a growing process for me too. And then I began to see how when Pat Gillick brought in uh, the, the players that he did, the growth in the uh, years leading up to 92 and 3. And I was fortunate that I grew with the fans as well and became just as excited as they did. Tom Cheek, you mentioned him a second ago. Obviously, legendary pairing, the two of you. Uh, the chemistry was just amazing to listen to and to uh, behold uh, on the air. Was that instant between the two of you, or is that something that kind of grew over time, Jerry? Well, I think when we were first introduced, and I in a hotel in downtown Toronto here, 
I'm looking at Tom, the big cat, and me, the little mouse running around. I thought, this is perfect. And Tom was always very gracious. He said, Jerry, here's the recorder, the microphone. You do the pregame interviews. Get whomever you want. Come in my inning when you want to. I'll come in on yours on occasion. And that's the way it started. It was very professional. And the nice thing was, Jeff, we were friends, and yet we went our own separate ways. Our families got to know each other uh, to a tremendous degree. We still keep in touch with Shirley and the kids and the grandkids. Well, I think the best teams are the most opposite. And you always knew when Tom was on with that big baritone voice, I was a thinner voice, a lot more inflection. I think those make for great teams where the audience says, that's Tom, no, that's Jerry. And we really complimented each other to the point where we knew we weren't former players. Let's just talk about the game. We kept it on the field, and I think the fans really appreciated that. Tell us the story of the uh, 92 World Series, the Jays' first World Series victory, and uh, the call, because uh, that was actually your inning to call, wasn't it, Jerry? It was. I did three, four, seven, and 8, and after the ninth inning, Tom did the 10th, and then we went every other inning. So the Blue Jays had three games to two in Atlanta, and they really have the World Series one in the bottom of the ninth. Tom Henke comes in, Atlanta scores a run, they tie it at two. Tom does the 10th, and then the 11th, Dave Winfield doubles home two in my inning, and... We go to a commercial break, and unbeknownst to Tom, I just said, Jerry, do the right thing. Tom's been here since day one. So we came back, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, I've had the pleasure of calling Dave Winfield's two-run double for the 4-2 to two lead. Now here's my partner, Tom Cheek, to take you the rest of the way. Tom just kind of sat up. Thank you, Jerry. And he said, Timlin to Carter and the Blue Jays are World Series champions. And really, Jeff, I was happier that he made that call than if I had made it. You know, I've heard this story, and just you retelling it once again uh, as a broadcaster and somebody who works with people and a broadcast partner myself, it gives me goosebumps (laughs) just to hear that. That is such an unselfish thing to do, Jerry. Well, thanks. And if you saw the glow on his face uh, after the game and in the hotel, and he came up to me a couple of times and embraced me, said, Jerry, thank you so much. And for someone who called 4,306 consecutive games, that was a part of it. And really, I stand here today saying I would do it all over again the same way. I was so happy for him. Yeah, we're here with Jerry Howarth. His new book, Hello Friends, is available now. Uh, for you, behind the mic, uh, Jerry, is there one call, one moment that you'll always cherish or, or remember uh, from Blue Jays history? Well, there are three that come to mind. Uh, the most obvious, I think, is Jose Bautista's bat flip home run. Right. That was in the seventh inning. I had the pleasure of calling that, and that was part of a 53-minute seventh inning, which was unbelievable. Can I ask you, sorry to interrupt, but is that the most craziest baseball game and crazy inning of baseball that you've ever seen? Yes, I think that yeah. made some playoff history, a 53-minute inning with all the controversy. And when you talk about the baseball gods, remember in the top of the inning, Russ Martin's throw back to the mound, hits the bat of Shin Suchu, who just inadvertently had his arms stretched out. And they say no run. They send Odor back to third. Then they overrule the call. They send Odor home, and things are thrown <laughs> on the field. I-, I love the way you still have this photographic memory of all this. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, it was unbelievable. So they take the lead, and then in the bottom of the inning, with the bases loaded, Donaldson pops up and it brings in a run. Then Bautista hits the three-run home run for the lead. It was just fantastic the way that that all kind of came to be. And it was the final game of the division series, too. So that's my favorite call because of there she goes, just three words after yes, sir, and I didn't talk for about a minute. It was just bedlam there at the Rogers Center. Then the very next year, again, I'm very fortunate. I'm calling the 11th inning. Now it's my inning. And Edwin hits the wild card walk-off three-run home run to beat Baltimore. And yes, sir, the Blue Jays are going to Texas. And I think, Jeff, the third call that's most memorable for me came on a Father's Day, 2010. 
John McDonald, revered across Canada. He comes back. His dad had just passed away. He goes in in the eighth inning for defensive purposes. First at bat, bottom of the ninth inning, and Chicago's ahead like nine to four. He hits one down the left field line, not a home run hitter, just over the wall, just fair, and he hits a home run on Father's Day for his dad. Mm. I'm crying as he goes around the bases, so is everybody else. He points to the sky on that day game, and we find out later his dad's last words were, John, hit a home run for me. How about that? Wow. Amazing. Uh, one of the great traditions, of course, of baseball is hanging around the ballpark and hanging around the clubhouse. And I'm sure you forged quite a few friendships and bonds over the years you were there. Is there a Blue Jays player that uh, particularly meant something uh, to you that you had a great uh, kinship with? Well, there were a number of them, but I think the one that stands out the most when people ask me who is your favorite Blue Jay, it would be Tom Hankey. Now, here's someone who's, he and his wife, Kathy, have four kids, are older now, the third Amanda born with Down syndrome. Tom was a bricklayer in Taos, Missouri, 780 people, and they find him, they being the Texas Rangers. I've always said you can't hide talent, no matter what. And so Tom (laughs) starts his career in Texas, and then he comes to the Blue Jays. But he was far more than just one of the best closers in the game of baseball. He was a family man. He, He loved his family. He loved me. I loved him. We just went back and forth with our friendship. And it was never about him, and it was never about me. And when you get a friendship like that, where it's so other-directed, that means the most. The other person who comes to mind is Sean Green. And uh, I did post-game interviews in the dugout. And many times when the Blue Jays lost, I wanted a Blue Jays perspective. And most of the players said, no, I'm going in the clubhouse, and I'm depressed, or I just don't feel good, I don't want to do it. Stars as well. But whenever I would ask Sean, he would say, sure, Jerry, I'm happy to do it. That impressed me so much, and the fact that later on the road, his mom and dad, Ira and Judy, they would be there with family afterwards, and Sean would show up, and I'd be kind of in the back watching. And his mom was gushing over him minute after minute after minute. Sean never rolled his eyes. He never did anything but let his mom be herself. And then at the end, she'd say, okay, let's go. And he'd say, okay, mom, let's go. I really respected that Mm because a lot of kids have trouble doing that. Come on, mom, let's go. No, he never did that. You stepped aside in uh, 2017 after announcing you had prostate cancer. I don't want to pry, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you on behalf of all your fans how you're doing and uh, how you're feeling. Well, I'm doing well. It was November 22nd in 2016, and they removed the prostate cancerous gland and a tumor. Dr. Rob Nam at Sunnybrook did a great job, clean margins, and it's been good ever since. But after that surgery, I did the 2017 season, and then I began at the end of the year, Jeff, at the end of the season, I felt myself beginning to flag a little bit. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll recover because my sleep went from eight hours to three and four. Congestion started to lead to polyps. But in that off season, after the 17 season, I just couldn't get it back. So in February, a little over a year ago, I retired. No regrets again. I had my 36 years, but I feel good. I'm enjoying my retirement. I loved writing the book over three years, and now it's out for people to enjoy and read. But I'm not strong enough to broadcast anymore, but that's okay. Uh, I was happy to reach out to hello friends over all these years across <laughs> our country, my second home and native land. Yeah. Uh, are you at home uh, watching baseball and do you kind of slip into play by play every now and again? Do you like, Oh, here comes Guerrero <laughs> to the plate now. <laughs> Maybe when he gets here, I'll yeah. do that. But one of my two boys, Joe, uh, the other son, Ben lives in Chicago, but Joe, after I retired said, dad, I know you don't turtle. Don't be a hermit. So what I did for him and it really worked out well, and I still do that here into this season 
first game of a series, I go on the field for batting practice at 345, mix with everybody, the Blue Jays, John Gibbons, and now Charlie Montoya, the coaches, the players, and I'll visit the other team's broadcasters on the radio and TV side who want to know how I am. Jerry, how you doing? And I do that every game, so I did that about 35 times last year. I've already been out for the Tigers, Orioles, and the Rays, and that's a nice way for me to stay in touch with the players in the game. But when I watch a game or listen, I, I'm not doing the play-by-play because <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jerry, it goes without saying that you are a Canadian icon. You are beloved not only by Jays fans, but by Canadians in general from coast to coast to coast. And so glad to hear that you're doing well, and thanks for spending some time with us. It really means a lot. I mean, everyone in the hallways here, it's been a buzz today. Jerry Howarth is in the building, <laughs> and rightfully so. Thanks so much. Jeff, thank Thank you, and thank you, Heather, for being the producer of this great show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Jerry. <laughs> You're welcome.